Hi everyone, welcome back to Thinking Aloud, a podcast of Boys to Men Foundation where we discuss lots of interesting topics and where we just chill and have a good time. My name is Richard Nzeku and today I have two amazing guests with me, Femi Akinshe and Osita James Uche. And today we're going to be talking about whether our childhood experiences can cause anxiety in our later years. Recently, there are a lot of conversations about anxiety and triggers, especially as the conversation around mental health deepens. And I wanted to ask you as a startup question, do you feel like childhood experiences contribute significantly to anxiety or do you have other thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, I I actually think that childhood experiences contribute a lot um, to, to the way that we perceive things even as adults. Uh, people that were typically shown a lot of love and care tend to be a bit more confident when they grow up. They tend to embrace the world and just chase after their dreams because they've always felt loved and supported. Uh, people that probably didn't really have all that kind of love and support while growing up would always feel like they're alone. And even when they succeed, they still feel like they're not good enough. They they always feel like that people are not going to accept them for who they are or that they have something to prove to the world when they really do not have anything to prove. So the psychology of children sort of affects people when they grow into adults. That's why children that were abused tend to repress all those feelings and then end up hitting either of the sexes. If you're someone that was abused by a, a woman, person will probably not really like women and not and just not know why. Um, sometimes the, the mind actually represses the feeling so much that the child doesn't even remember what happened to them when they were younger, but they just sort of manifest their discomfort with those things. People that were bullied when they were younger also end up um, really, really, um, sort of interesting characters when they grow older. So all those things are just sort of the way uh, we are influenced because we're really emotional beings. Uh, So I think that as a child, people deserve to be loved and cared for so that when they grow up, they don't have so much anxiety over things that don't really matter. Yeah, I think think for the most part, I agree with you. Um, So feeling anxiety is sort of normal. I think I think it's normal for everybody. At a point, you know, you have a fear of doing something, or you you encounter a situation that makes you nervous or makes you uncomfortable. And if you find yourself in a stressful situation, you know, um, it's very high likelihood you feel so, so you feel some form of anxiety, and that's normal. But I don't think that that's that's what we're discussing, right? I think we're just discussing like um, a continuous anxiety, the type, the disorder type anxiety, the one that. Um, you know, makes you live in constant fear of something um, and then can then contribute to you being feeling paralyzed or not being able to even actually participate in certain things anymore. Um, for instance, um, I remember that like um, my partner, she at, at any moment in time, anywhere, anyhow, she sees anything related to a snake, she will literally jump out of her skin anytime anywhere and for me i think that it's all of these those kinds of disorders that live with you those kind of anxiety disorders that live with you for a long time are mostly as a matter of fact 
Oh, not as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, but my, I feel like based on what I've read and what I've come across, I feel like um, it's mostly related to childhood exp- experiences. You know, like uh, was it rightly mentioned? Um, all of the things that we go through in life are layered on top of each other. And some of them, as we keep stacking the layers, it's, um, it, it's, it suppresses certain things that do, you don't immediately begin to think about. But those things, because they build up the stack, um, are what holds up what eventually becomes your reality. So you, 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 you find out that when you, when you, when you go, maybe if you grew up in a, if you grew up in a place that you're surrounded with books and then you know, you are, you are made to read a book a day, uh, you find out that maybe when you grow up, um, you just become like very super knowledgeable. A lot of people, when they see you, they feel like, oh, this guy has to just be like super smart. And you yourself sometimes will not be able to trace it back to that life, like that life journey, especially when maybe it wasn't something you really wanted to do. It was something that you were just made to, you know, um, you, you just you just realize that you're, you're very smart. And so that's the same thing that's the same way I want to look at like anxiety disorders. When, for instance, you've as a kid been told about the fact that maybe you can achieve something, talk down on, etc. Um, whenever you want to take an action, um, or when, whenever you want to do something that you think oh is challenging or important, the first thing you feel is the fear that you're not likely going to be able to achieve this, and that's because well you've been reminded several severally by people around you, by society, by family, that you can't do this, you can't do this. And that has been, um, especially when it's not just words, it's now in actions. So for instance, when they stop you from going to um, a certain place, just on account of the fact that they feel you can't do it. And then they keep stopping you from doing it. And then at the end of the day, it becomes like a lifestyle. Oh, I can't do this, so I'm just not gonna try. And that anxiety just leaves with you. So just to just to, um, just to to say that I agree very much with um, Osita's understanding of it, and I feel like um, our childhood experiences very much contribute, uh, but may just not be the primary cause of anxiety. It may, it may contribute um, a lot, but I think that sometimes when you now find you find that you know there's there's a certain point, and it could be uh, as a result of all of these experiences, but it also could just be as a as a result of one thing that then uh, these experiences are now layered on top. Yeah, and for me, I agree with you. I feel like sometimes the the lines can be blurred. It's like, how do you know if somebody has a specific problem? Let's say social anxiety, for instance. How can you pinpoint the root cause to be childhood experiences? What if it was some other experience that the person had when maybe they were not necessarily a child, but maybe at some point in mid-adulthood or whatever the case may be? You know, those kinds of scenarios, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, your childhood trauma is definitely responsible for this or that. But regardless, that's not to say that, you know, we should disregard the possibility of that being the case, because, you know, there's this, as people like to say, children are sponges. They soak up everything that you throw at them. And so if a child is in an environment where they're constantly belittled, or they, you know, it's reinforced that, oh, they're not good enough. Or it's the same way when parents like compare kids, you know? And so kids can grow up in an environment feeling like they always feel like they're in competition or they feel like they're not good enough, uh, you know, maybe compared to their sibling or cousins or whatever the case may be, because it's always like, oh, why can't you be like this person? Or why can't your mates are doing this, blah, blah, blah. And those kinds of things can contribute to 
lower self-esteem or just like, you know, all sorts of scenarios. So I think, especially maybe in parenting or if you're in like a guardianship position in, in where a child is in your care, it's very important to take, uh, to pay attention to those things because they can definitely have some detrimental impact on the child's development. Sometimes, not always, but a lot of times it does happen. Yeah, well, one thing I just wanted to quickly um, add though is um, as a disclaimer, I feel like it's very easy and we do this like very um, often these days when we sort of blame everything on, on childhood experiences. I feel like it's very easy to sweep everything under the carpet of childhood experiences. You know, when somebody is going through stuff that maybe and maybe as a result of something else, you know, as a result of some other psychological um, um, challenge, it could be as a result of even something that is not even psychological it could just be like maybe somebody is 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 lazy you know and doesn't want to do stuff and and then and then and then just sweeps that under the carpet of anxiety and blames it on, on childhood experiences i think that we it's, it's very important for us to first be truth to ourselves um about the things that we think that are immediately in our control before we then begin to you know, dig deep into childhood experiences. While childhood experiences may contribute to your anxiety, for the most part, sometimes um, it could just be as a result of something that you could immediately fix. Like you mentioned, um, there's some adult experiences that we go through and that leads with us as a result of our own, um, as our own inability to make certain decisions. And those things might not be because of your childhood experience. So for instance, maybe you've been turned down at a job one time and, and the feedback from the hiring manager is, oh, this is the worst CV I've ever seen. And as a result, you don't want to go um, for, for um, any other job interview. Whenever you see like a job interview, especially related to role you apply for, you begin to fear and your heart begins to pound. That's not something that has to do with the childhood experience. You know, yes, uh, maybe a childhood experience might have um, colored that in some way, um, but then you, you might just need to find another solution or another answer to it and not necessarily be quick to assume that this is related to a childhood experience so that you don't begin to even cause more problems for yourself by trying to uncover. Because I, I remember that, um, um, and sister might be familiar with this, um, when we're taking a particular course um, at our postgraduate program um, called Foundations of Leadership, um, the, the tutor at the time, Professor Dwight Jagad of the University of Pennsylvania, um, well, took us through a journey of sort of self-discovery. Uh, we had to write um, essays about our initial vision and dig deep into our past experiences to uncover certain things that um, could have contributed to why we are who we are and what uh, why we are on the journey that we're currently on. And in digging, a lot of people uncovered so many things. You know, it was a very emotional roller coaster for so many people, uh, where they began to uncover like things that have, they have, have sort of been suppressed. While that might be good, um, sometimes it could be bad. So the point I'm just trying to make is, uh, before we go on the journey of saying, hey, this has, this might be as a result of childhood experience, uh, we should first be sure that there's nothing else that is immediately fixable, so that when we go digging, we don't begin to uncover certain things that may just contribute to putting us in a worse situation than we were before. I think I think Femi has a very strong point. You know, let's not because childhood experiences do have some uh, implications in adulthood. Then now also try to use childhood experiences to excuse bad behavior. Just like a cheating father saying that the reason why he's cheating on his wife is because of childhood experiences. So that kind of situation. Uh, 
I'm going to actually share a personal experience. Um, when I was a bit younger, I I was I felt like I was on the I felt like I was always told, oh, you you can do it. And even when I failed, I would be told that I could figure it out, that I was just not paying attention and all that. So why that had a positive um, impact? Because then it meant that I sort of believed in myself and had to like push for limits that uh, a lot of people around me weren't really pushing for. But what it also did as I grew up was that it placed some sort of uh, anxiety on me because I felt like I had to succeed to a certain level uh, to meet up with the expectations that I felt or I still feel that my parents have of me. So it's a classic example of where you support someone and you support someone and you believe in them and you push them to go beyond their limits to keep on improving themselves. And then you do it to the point where the person starts to feel like that even when they've gotten to a certain height, that they're still not good enough, that they still have something else to accomplish. And the danger with this type of thinking is that there's always something else to accomplish. So the person is not even happy enough to enjoy where they, they are currently at. They are constantly looking at the next target, the next goal, the next milestone, and they end up spending a large chunk of their lives chasing after dream after dream, milestone after milestone, and finding very little fulfillment in all the things that they have accomplished. Uh, but I, I've come to also see that um, the things that happened to us when we were younger that influenced the things that we experienced as adults, the only way we can start to like unpack all these things and start to actually uh, heal is by acknowledging that this is actually what has happened and then choosing for ourselves what we were going to do next. A person that um, had some repressed uh, emotions because he was abused as a child, that was now taking it out on the women in his life, his girlfriend, his mother, his siblings. The moment the person realizes that that's actually what has happened and that that was what actually led to all those actions, the person then gets to choose whether to continue to blame what has happened or to make the decision to make progress in his own life. So I agree that sometimes the childhood experiences can create a level of anxiety over a vast number of things. But I also think that an individual can, when they discover what the challenge is, choose to heal, choose to um, go on a different path and become a better version of themselves. Yeah. And I, I, I really agree with you, um, um, Osita, because if you think about it, um, if we say that um, a while, you know, just to put that disclaimer out there again, like nobody here is trying to dismiss the fact that we all could have had some childhood experience that would have contributed to um, whomever we are right now, or whatever behaviors we exhibit. But but if we all, for instance, say, oh, childhood experience is what makes me act this way, and then we don't think that, you know, the power is still resting in our hands to make a decision, what we're going to have is a never-ending cycle of people behaving in the same way. So let's assume, for instance, I say, oh, I'm cheating on my wife because my father cheated on, on his wife. And I saw that growing up. What that means is, if if that is not within my own control, uh, it means that every person in my generation, uh, from 
from the past, my forefathers have all cheated on their wives because, of course, uh, the first person cheated and then the child saw that and then cheated and then the child saw that and then cheated and it gets to me and then my own child will also see that and then continue cheating. And that's that that is that does not make any sense. You know, that's not something that that's not something that makes any sense. So whether or not we are able to tie our current experiences, especially with things like anxiety, to our childhood experience. Um, the past still rests in our hands, just like Osita rightly said, that for us to take an action to break that chain, to say, hey, I'm not going to be this person. Yes, this has happened to me. I'm going to look for, for an answer. I'm going to talk to a therapist if I need to talk to a therapist. I'm going to take decisions that are hard to then change um, how those experiences have shaped me um, going forward. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it comes down a lot of times to the narratives you want to sustain and what what you want to tell yourself or tell other people because in as much as certain experiences are you know every experience comes with a different uh weight of trauma so to speak like i know in therapy that these things they refer to as big t's and little t's big t's are stuff like ptsd sexual violence you know heavy heavy things that affect people's mental health and then little t's are things like maybe bullying gaslighting those subtle um aspects of like emotional abuse you could say now for somebody who has gone through the big t's you know a lot of like for example somebody who was raped as a child that you could i mean and not to compare anyone as oh this is worse or anything like that but it's like if you want to conceptualize it or like quantify it you will say that something like that is very damaging to a person's mental health and somebody who has gone through that sort of thing it will be hard to get over anything can any sort of trauma can be hard for anybody and i think that's where people would kind of a lot of times it almost seems like people are trying to just um use it as an excuse as you guys have said to be like oh that happened so that's why i'm like this and they almost don't want to or they can't or they don't know how to yet because they haven't fully moved on from it they haven't coped or dealt with it they don't know how to kind of take ownership of their life back and say that happened but in spite of that i will still prosper anyway and you know there's no there's no time frame to put on these things it's not like oh yeah in three years you should be healing at least or something like that because it's relative everybody's different but I just feel like, I guess, the more severe a person um, experienced a trauma or the more severe of an experience of a trauma a person experienced, the harder it can be for them to actually um, start the healing process. But again, for everybody, it differs. But I do agree with you that a lot of times uh, people sort of hide under that blanket of, oh, my childhood experience cause this and that's why I'm like this and they don't actually put as much effort into trying to recover from that um, just to add a little something right so there's, there's one experience that I, I just remembered and I just wanted to also share that as an example so I think that people um, we people uh, sometimes even don't know um, exactly what the problem is and we are either too scared to go on that journey to discover what the problem is or um, have just resigned to um, attributing it to something else, you know? Um, so I remember that I I used to be 
um, in this relationship in the past. Um, and we had some, you know, like, you typical with almost all relationships where you have like up and down ups and downs and different things happen in relationships shaped us anyhow and then like um recently i discovered that you know i was speaking with her because we, we maintained like a good relationship afterwards and i was speaking with her and i realized that oh, she was alluding to some of the things in the relationship and how it has affected her and it's still currently affecting her and it's great you know to see that somebody okay is trying to figure out what the problem is and then we went on that journey sort of together to just you know discuss and talk about oh what what could possibly um have and we, like as we went on the journey we i began to realize that okay it, it might look like this person is actually scared to um discover certain things or to or to or to accept certain things that are that will reveal that they might have also contributed somehow to that and uh, what the problem is you know because as we we're talking about certain things if when it comes to stuff that other people might have done it was very easy to accept that to say hey oh i remember you did this x time or somebody else did this x time and this contributed to this or this added up to that but as, as we're having those conversations when it gets to the i point the point where oh i did this uh maybe like yeah i did this but no nah, I, do, I don't want to go there Oh, but, but you should go there because when you do go there, that's when you might now discover that, oh, that, that could have been actually the reason. So maybe that fear of letting ourselves know, of telling ourselves the truth or allowing ourselves to accept responsibility for our own actions or even, even revealing those actions, um, maybe that fear needs to be tackled first. And there's no there's no hard and fast rule there's no easy way there's no it's not black and white it's not to say that oh this is the way to go about it or that's it's just to say that all of these things have to be constantly at the top of our mind that we need to be not be too afraid and if we're afraid then confront that but not be too afraid to confront whatever the situations might be uh, not be too afraid to discover childhood experiences that might be contributing to our um, anxiety and not be too afraid to tell ourselves the truth and then take the hard actions as well so yeah well, to be honest, I think Femi has quite summarized it nicely. It, it takes a lot of courage to just um, accept that uh, things have happened in the past. Some of those things were not within our control. But then the decision to be the best version of ourselves is entirely up to us. You can't, make, you can't keep on making excuses for the rest of your life. That maybe your father was not so successful because he he was a defeated man that was always complaining about the things that were not working out and then as a result of that you yourself grew up to always want to succeed because you didn't want to become like your father that's like the classical kung fu example when things fall apart where the father was a wretched poor man and then the other guy grew up wanting to be successful so that he wouldn't be regarded as someone like his father but then that ultimately became his own hubris, the need to be successful, the need to prove himself. And he ended up killing his son to sacrifice him to the gods and then ended up hanging himself. So uh, the point is people need to learn to choose for themselves. Everybody has been affected in one way or the other by the things that have happened in the past, either when they were children or while they were growing up. But what you do going forward is ultimately up to you. It's ultimately up to you. We all have the chance to rewrite our own stories 
someone can be wretched today and rewrite their stories and become successes tomorrow. Um, and there's re- there's never really time that is too late. I mean, the guy that created KFC started around the age of 60 and they still succeeded. So there's never really a late time to do it. But what matters is that when you realize that um, everything else, that you, when you realize that the things that have happened have influenced the things that are happening to you in life, you can still choose what happens next. I, th- I think the thing going forward is just to be mindful of, um, I think to be introspective as well, to look at my own experiences and see the ways in which, you know, the different things that may have happened to us and try and analyze our behaviors and see where we can improve. And also, you know, people we care about, try and help each other along so that we can all just try and become the best versions of ourselves. But thank you guys for sharing and I appreciate it. Thinking Aloud is a production of Boys to Men Foundation.